0: AT&T Fiber Live Like a Gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and for slash hypergig details.
1: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger,
0: fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico, This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello again. I'm Eves, and you're listening to This Day in History Class, a show that drops a little bit of history knowledge every day. Today is April 11th, 2020. The day was April 11th, 1899. Chemist Percy Lavon Julian was born. Julian is remembered for synthesizing drugs and chemicals used to treat people with glaucoma and arthritis. His work also led to the mass production of testosterone and progesterone, as well as the development of a firefighting foam called Aerofoam. Julian was born in Montgomery, Alabama. He was the oldest of six children. His father was a railway clerk and his mother was a teacher. Julian's father was strict and had high expectations of his children, all of whom went on to earn university degrees. Julian went to the State Normal School, graduating at the top of his class in 1916. He then enrolled at DePauw University in Greencastle, Indiana. In 1920, he graduated as valedictorian with a degree in chemistry. Julian wanted to go to graduate school, but his advisors suggested that he get a job teaching at a black school in the South, where he would not need a doctorate. His father also wanted him to become a physician, since he feared that Julian would have difficulties finding work in the chemistry field because of his race. But Julian wanted to stay in his field, so he took a job teaching chemistry at Fisk University, a black college in Nashville, Tennessee. After teaching there for two years, he was awarded a fellowship in chemistry to study at Harvard University. He got his master's degree in organic chemistry from Harvard in 1923. Though he had good grades, Harvard did not offer him the opportunity to serve as a teaching assistant, since Southern white students might not accept him as a teacher. So he stayed at Harvard for the next several years, taking on various research fellowships and small jobs to make money. In 1926, he took a teaching position at West Virginia State College. But by the next year, he had moved on to head the chemistry department at Howard University in Washington, D.C. While at Howard, Julian found a renewed interest in producing synthetic materials that could help patients dealing with illnesses. He got a grant from the General Education Board to study with the chemist Ernst Späte at the University of Vienna in Austria, Julian, like Spate, was interested in the ways that nature turned simple organic compounds into complex substances. He worked on finding a synthetic material that could replace soybeans, which were then being used to manufacture drugs like physostigmine. Physostigmine was used to treat glaucoma. Julian got his doctorate from the University of Vienna in 1931. At that point, he returned to Howard University, then went to DePauw University as a research fellow and teacher of organic chemistry. In 1935, he married his wife, Anna Roselle, and they later had two children together. That same year, Julian and Dr. Josef Piekel, an associate of his from Vienna, succeeded in developing a synthetic chemical similar to natural physostigmine. DePauw's dean recommended that Julian be appointed as head of the chemistry department. But the faculty did not approve this, calling his appointment inadvisable. Despite this, the Glidden Company, a manufacturer of paint, varnish, and chemicals, offered him a position as director of research and chief chemist. He took it and worked there until 1953. At Glidden, his work with soybean proteins contributed to the creation of a firefighting solution called Aerofoam. His work with soybeans also led to the synthesis of the sex hormones progesterone and testosterone, which led to an increase in the world's supply of them and reduced the cost of hormone treatments. While at Glidden, Julian also synthesized cortisone from soybean sterols or solid alcohols. Cortisone helps treat rheumatoid arthritis and other inflammatory diseases. Natural cortisone was extremely expensive to produce as it required the extraction of animal bile but Julian's synthesized cortisone made treatment more accessible to patients. After leaving Glidden, he started his own company, Julian Laboratories in Chicago and Mexico City. He soon began making drugs synthesized from wild Mexican yams. Over the years, Julian got more than 130 chemical patents. In the last years of his life, he also dedicated a lot of his time to the civil rights movement. He continued to work in the lab until his death in 1975. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you haven't gotten your fill of history after today's episode, you can find us on social media at Podcast. And if you have any questions or comments, you can send us a note via email at, at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks again for listening to the show, and we'll see you tomorrow.